I'm not really sure what that was. Apologies. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Lido. <laughs> that was not intentional. <laughs> welcome. I'll welcome back to hashtag barely added. Which is what we are Season doing. Three. We are <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> Not safe. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> because I'm a, a fucking ace rapper is what I am. Uh, I could be like the Han of the group. <laughs> I heard that, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's here with us. <laughs> Hello. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Secret, secret is so amazing. Sorry. We're literally a minute in uh, and we've said about seven K pop memes. It's just look, not very well. The K pop life chose me, okay? I just we we, we have been trying to start this for about 45 minutes, but we got <laughs> sidetracked massively by talking about K pop. And then I was like, oh, let's just quickly listen to Heyday. <laughs> And then we just watch the live performance of Heyday because why not? Because we don't have jobs to do tomorrow at all. No. Um. no, we can start recording a podcast at almost 10 o'clock at night. It's fine. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? We'll definitely be like understandable. We won't be delirious at all. In my head, I can do the maniac dance to a T, including Hunjin's part. I'm so fucking lutely not. Like maniac, don't reach a maniac. Honestly, it's like yeah, hair. Yeah, it's amazing. I know. Fucking hell, I could audition and debut myself. You um, could, Mister Coleman. <laughs> Can't speak Korean though, can I? <laughs> you almost kicked our Felix out, fucking other. Anyway, our <laughs> Felix. Almost kicked our Felix out. <laughs> don't know um this is just on us on a daily basis when mm. we had to fix out on something you know yeah. whether it's anime manga k-pop books everything we do not shut the hell up about it so you'll just have to for the foreseeable hear us interjecting with random memes I mean, the fun um, thing about us is, is that we do hyperfixate on all the things at the same time. So, yeah. <laughs> Why is, it's like, we're, we're currently, we'll just sprinkle in K-pop throughout the other hyperfixations. Don't worry, the books and yeah. anime are not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> we're just, we're just adding, adding to, more, which our bank balances <laughs> are really pleased about. Super chuffed, mm -hmm, super pleased. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. Bank mm. says no, Lisa says yes, bye. <laughs> get paid tomorrow. Had a K pop album arrive today. Immediately asked Danny if I could order another one because you get paid tomorrow. He said yes. So, K pop album coming tomorrow. <laughs> it's going I totally well. haven't gone on and pre ordered one that comes out in February. No. I haven't saved many in my wish list, but I now have a K pop wish list. And oh I've got my God. Two P1 did you see the Attack on Titan statue that was announced today? I can't no. go into details because it's a spoiler, but it's a Reiner and Bertolt statue. 
No. And I need it. And it's $350. It's like, why would you do this? Why would you dangle something in front of me? Why would you show me this? I can't afford that. Those of you who don't know, we do have a coffee account. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. That was a joke. You would like to donate to my Attack on Titan uh, shrine. Fixation. <laughs> you know, There's, a link in the... There's always a link in the description for our coffee account. <laughs> I am happy to provide my PayPal. <laughs> that is a oh my god! But it is true though. We do like like this. So many of the same things. Like mm. there's very little. I can't think of things other than like I absolutely adore high fantasy and those kind yeah. of things. And book book wise, genre wise, there's things where we differ. But when it comes to actual things that we like. We yeah, found that we have a ridiculous amount in common, and yeah. we're like the same people. Like, apart, yeah, in in a, in a couple of bands, I can imagine us standing the same people. Mm, Obviously, yeah. yeah, it's it's really strange. It's like we were one person <laughs> <laughs> sharing a brain cell. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up here, and she ended up down with a combo in Iris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh God. Love love a, like... love a field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Yorkshire farmer. <laughs> You're a... Yeah. Norfolk. Norfolkian. No. Okay, <laughs> so no, listen, that's actually a thing. Okay. <laughs> and I was talking to someone at work the other day. I think it was at work. Yeah. And I said, No, no, no. I went when I went out with Jess and Wendy, uh, my cousin, at the weekend, we went to see women in black at um yeah. at the theatre. And we went and had like the day in Norwich, uh, which is, I don't know if you know this, the capital of Norfolk, basically. Uh, <laughs> it's right, the one right. city we have. Oh, yes. So we went to oh, Norwich. No, another one. We went to Norwich and uh, we had a really good day. Like, I, Wendy tried her first bubble tea. That was good. Um, she did. She, well, she had slightly different because she was a bit overwhelmed by the choice. So yes. we found something that she would like. It was really cold. So she said she would like a hot drink. So we found a hot one and it was a hot milkshake with Nutella one. Because she loves Nutella. But it had tapioca beads in it, pearls in it. And she absolutely loved it. So she had that. Jess had a coffee and I predictably had milk tea because I don't get to have bubble tea very often. And so like, every time I go, I'm like, I want milk tea because that's the one I really like. And the part of me really wants to try something else, but then I get like scared. Oh no, Jess had a um a lime a lime drink. She didn't have a coffee, she had a lime drink, and that was really nice. Oh. Really nice. It had like popping beads in it. Um anyway, the point of the story was not to talk about bubble tea, another <laughs> obsession of mine, apparently. <laughs> uh, I said to them, you know, oh we're Norfuckians, and they we're like, what are you talking about? And I googled it, and it's a thing. Okay, I didn't make this up. Hang on. Oh, I'm telling you. In Urban Dictionary, oh, Norfolkian okay. is a derogatory term for a person from Norfolk. <laughs> or an adjective describing such a person. He's a Norfolkian. So. In the Urban is, Dictionary, not the Oxford. Well, I doubt it's in the Oxford because it's got the word fuck in it. Do they have swear words in the Oxford Dictionary? Is, is that allowed? 
Dunno. I thought you were like Norfolkina as in like Norfolk, like and uh, like the way it's spelled, not Norfolk. Norfolk, as in it's actually spelled like Norfolk. No, it's actually spelled as Norfolk Ian. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like me calling myself a Mexican because I'm from Mexington. Instead of Mexican. (laughs) We used to call ourselves. I mean, we weren't from a council state at all with that. With that, we were. <laughs> like yeah, Mexicans, and I think at one point there was actually a Facebook group called "Happy to Be a Mexican." I think something like that. Yeah, not that I was part of that at all. <laughs> okay, so "fuck" is in in the Oxford Dictionary, nor "fuckian" isn't. Uh, so I will be writing to the Oxford Dictionary and asking them why not, <laughs> and getting them to rectify why this. <laughs> why is it? We got bling put in there, didn't they? And some other yeah. fucking shit words. I bet Yeats in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeet. Yeah, yeet. probably will be. Yeah, no, no, fucking's more of a word than yeet. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> this is supposed to be a podcast. <laughs> Do you know what? Like we forget shit all the time. Like we, well, we don't forget. We get carried away. Like you'd, you'd think that, like. Nobody could ever accuse us of not just being ourselves all the time because this is just no. how we are all the time. We just record for two hours. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, remember when we said that these were going to be an hour long? <laughs> lies, you sit on the throne of lies. <laughs> we'll just do an hour episode, that'll be fine. We some, spend an hour talking about the goddamn books, mm. but the more we get like fixated on things the more like we end up couldn't end up talking about it i we we are literally in like there's so many things that i'm interested in that i just don't have the funds to to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to have the funds for so on the like we've got chloe and meg we're really into theater and if i could afford i would go to so many theater shows because i yeah. just love it and then we've got all the manga that i want to collect anime is not a problem because i totally don't run a legal site to watch it um, so that's fine. It doesn't. It, it totally says. To be honest, money, like, anime doing doesn't take much of my money anyway because Crunchyroll is only like a fiver a month. So yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But the manga, <laughs> the manga, the manga, um, does actually. I mean, technically, if we're being pedantic about it, anime does take a lot of my money because I guess all the acrylics and figures that I own are, are from the anime. Of yeah. 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 <laughs> so not necessarily the actual product, but the byproduct of watching yes. those shows. <laughs> yeah. That's um, that's and then that's we finally the listened to Live It and embraced a whole other genre and like no not genre really, but yeah, a whole other like side of music and like the dopamine, the serotonin boost, like they just absolute amazing time we're having. Like bringing more people into the into the circle. Yeah, it's like, so the, the K-pop thing is so funny because three years ago I sat in this very room, in this <laughs> very room facing that window, and made an Instagram reel about Phoenix's voice in God's Menu, and was like for three years was like, yeah, I don't like K-pop. 
Yeah. I just like I just like the odd Stray Kids song. And then I listened to Stray Kids and I was like, oh, you like every Stray Kids song. And now you're fully obsessed with them. Why don't you try some other bands? And now I'm like four bands into listening to bands' entire releases in order. <laughs> because apparently that's how I have to consume all, all of my things. Pick a band, from, start from the beginning. <laughs> The thing is, though, like, it was just by chance, I think I mentioned this before, just by chance that I came, I I mean, Livia's talked about Stray Kids and 80s and One Us for ages, for like Mm. a good few years, Um, and in my head I'm just like, no, there are all these bubblegum pop bands that I don't like, like the whole overly lovey-dovey, like cheesy music, and just in my head that's what it was, and then it was just by chance that Maniac came up on my TikTok. And then I listened to it and I was like, who are these people and mm. what the fuck is this song? And then I clicked on it and then I just went, I went at Livy, I found Stray Kids. She's like, welcome. Like, yeah. And at that point she was just like, and then we started talking about it because I was like, oh, I found these, I found these. Um, Sayab Han has now joined the K-pop crew and I absolutely adore it. And Fee, um, Livy's got two friends, Coffee and Sophie, who like other bands that are different to lives so they've expanded our like mm, catalog yeah. even more and i now have a spreadsheet of like bands i want to listen to their alternate names their fandom mm. names how many albums they've got um what photo cards i want to get from there it's like honestly there's a whole fucking system now it's, and i'm just talking totally... <laughs> I mean, when you have a three-page spreadsheet, it's called Animanga Pop because you don't want to put it all on your normal reading spreadsheet because it's just like yeah. it consumes. Yeah. Um. There's a problem. Yeah. I actually was thinking that I have, I'm now overwhelmed by the number of bands that I want to listen to, so I'm just going to put them in a wheel. Oh my god! I'm just, just going to put them in a wheel. I'm going to spin it, and whoever comes up. That's the next one that I listen to in order. The issue we've got with that is as well, though, because as you know, sometimes we complain about the algorithms, but sometimes they do us justice. Like they, they do help, but also my bank account and brain can't handle it sometimes. Because you like certain bands and certain songs, like similar ones coming up, like and obviously the whole for you thing happens and mm. I'm now scrolling and all these other bands are popping up, even ones that are just debuting. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love that song. Oh, my God, I love that song. So it's not just like bands that are currently debuted. It's bands that are coming out. And like the list is just growing and growing and growing. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) If you put it all on like, because I've got, I too have a spreadsheet full of bands (laughs) that people recommended to me. And I look at it and I'm like, oh, no. I don't know. I, just for, I don't know. So I went for like the safe bets first. Stray Kids was my first to listen through, yeah. and I basically just listened to all of the releases from the beginning up until the latest one. That was a safe bet because I already knew I liked them. Then I did Eighties mm-hmm. again, a safe oh bet. Oh my I god, I like them. Then I did TVXQ because that obsession came out of fucking nowhere with that one album. Basically, just before Christmas, this duo re- called TVXQ released an album with a song called Down on It, where there is a note in that that i was like oh shit uh, you so were introduced yeah, by that. that and i was introduced by rebel yeah so you saw that on tiktok and i saw I rebel down. and heard oh my god and heard that 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 voice of rebel and i was like 
oh my god i need to mm. share this like and i need to find out who these people are because that it's the things that they can do with them at the voices their voices the things that they can do with their voices is absolutely ridiculous chongmin from tbxq's voice it it is well actually both of their voices are insane but Mm. the notes that chongmin can hear is is ridiculous and i think actually the first tiktok i saw was somebody going who the hell is this guy and it was him doing the note from down and then the note from rising sun yeah and i was just like okay well that's and now i've listened and they've been going for nearly 20 years so there was quite a lot to listen to but i've done it (laughs) and it's been done and then i've just done card which has maybe recommended them to me because she's like do you like sort of because i said that i listen to a lot of latin music um me and my friend are obsessed with like latin music and we listen to it all the time um, she's like, so if you like that vibe, listen to Khan. Yeah. She sent me some of these songs. And I was like, oh my God, like obsessed yeah. with their first song. And the fact that it's just like, it's a, it's a, it's a quartet. It's like two girls, two boys. And the voice Which is, is almost unheard song. of in K-pop. Yeah. Like, there's not, like, apparently that makes them less popular in Korea, I saw. <laughs> Which I don't that get because they are upsetting. absolutely amazing together. They're, they are. They're they are. They complement each other so well. Like, honestly, the I will say from the clips I've seen of them, um, if K if career is as sort of like clean, I wanna say, as like Cons- they, like uh, as conservative yeah, yeah. as 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 you know, we've we've heard that they are, some of their songs or their dances, I can understand why they might not be as popular because yeah. They are quite risque in their dancing. And I know that a lot of the K-pop bands do a lot of like hip grinding and stuff, but this is girl. I was gonna say like... Yeah. But this is sort of like <laughs> this is this is sort of like I think it's because it's guys and girls dancing together as well, and they're very oh, risque, yeah. like like grinding with each other, sort of thing. And like, you yeah. know, I think that, that probably potentially might be one of the less if they were just stood there like singing, or that like some of their some of their songs were as is like what they are then i think yeah. they would be more popular but because i think and, and this is purely conjecture from a com- from a couple of comments that i saw on videos i think that they got sick of the rumors of i think they everyone was trying to make out that they were all dating each other so they just um, decided yeah. to like lean into it and they were like yeah we'll give you a rumor like <laughs> okay you <laughs> fine now we're just gonna like grind against each other on stage how do you like that <laughs> yeah. hey <laughs> you like that? but the the reaction from the idols um and i've noticed i loved watching... it yeah chan is living for it have every you time you though? see him in the in the in the crowd he's absolutely living he's like, for yeah. it <laughs> and actually but, i saw him yeah. i was when i was watching uh some of their stuff on youtube of card stuff somebody it was like an older song when chani's room was still going and somebody had come on to a video to comment saying chan just said on his live i this is one of my favorite songs no cap and and he was talking about i think it was maybe bomb bomb which i also love but yeah i just i was like see chani knows what's up but you know when you see the reaction videos you do see that like 
even all all the boy bands, like all the bo- all the male idols, they will be like outwardly expressive when they're really enjoying it, and all the females just sit there and clap. You very rarely see a, a female mm. idol stand up going, yeah, like all the guys do. No, no, and that don't. to me is just so strange to see. And like all the all I love, like again, we're still not totally on topic here, but I love how they all seem to know each other's dances and they genuinely seem like they enjoy each other's music. And you'll yeah. see them all like like copying each other's dances and stuff, and it's just it's just so lovely to see, like, they proper, like, build each other up and, like, hype each other up all the time. Yeah. But I do think it's a bit of a shame that the girls just sit there and, like, sort of, like, clapping. And I all think the boys that's just, like, slowly changing, though, because some of the newer girl groups are not as, um, what, what's the word? Not conservative? Yeah, but it's I... not that word I'm looking for. They're not that anyway. They're not as that. Just get in my brain and find the word yourselves, okay? <laughs> I did ask Livy though, like, because obviously in Korea they have to cover all the tattoos, don't they? But I was like, mm. why is it that so many people have to cover the tattoos? Then you've got John Cook that's just like tattooed and pierced to hell and DPR Ian. I mean, sir. Mm. <laughs> sir. <laughs> I think it depends on which label they are as well. I think, and yeah. also. BTS can probably get away with a bit more because they're BTS. Yeah. yeah. So they they probably bring in quite a bit of money. So they probably get away with a bit True. more. Facts. <laughs> but also, um, initially, they were one of the first bands I'd heard of that were like K-pop. And now that I know that I like, like 80s and Stray Kids, I am going to go back to listen to some of their music and it might be a bad idea for me to do this because the duo will come back in like 2025, aren't they? Or 26, 5. Do you know what? And uh, it's maybe controversial. The more I listen to K-pop, the less I like BTS. Ooh. I had listened to quite a lot of BTS. Um, that was kind of like, I listened to Stray Kids and I listened to quite a lot of BTS. And there's a couple of songs that I still really, really like. Um, but it was yeah, always right. kind of like the more... Um, rappy stuff that I liked like there's still a couple of really good songs that I love mm. um, but I never really I don't know like I thought yeah I, I, there's a few things that I liked anyway the rappy stuff I, I, I still like but when now that I listen to more stuff and I realize how many different genres there are in k-pop I'm yeah. like oh this is actually what I like and I think I just don't get me wrong BTS is still good yeah but they don't do as many songs that are my vibe now yeah. i think john cook as a solo artist the songs that he's brought out i'm on my vibe i do like butter though like from bts but that's just because mm-hmm. it's like an earworm in it and you'll yeah. find yourself walking around singing it but but again the uh, same with 3d like it's stuck in my head and i'm doing like mm-hmm. like because it's, it's just a type I like, of like, vibe I like the chorus, and I added it to my playlist, but I don't listen to it. Yeah. You know how I, I, think, like I think, actually, um, was it Livy? Somebody said to me that um, maybe BTS has become a bit westernised, because now that they're super popular mm. in America, 
they kind of change up their sound to appeal more to that market and i think once you start really getting into more uh k-pop music you can kind of you can kind of tell that they're still brilliant obviously yeah one of the biggest bands in the world for a reason but i don't think that they're as my vibe as I thought. I still really love RM. I think he's awesome. Um, and I still really like a lot of the rap songs, but they're, they're, they're definitely moving further and further down my list the more I listen. I do find that I actually really enjoy the split between like them singing Korean and English. Mm. Like I I really like hearing that difference in the way that they like the rap or they sing, like I'd, mm. and I like seeing the blend, but and it, I will never ever be able to learn Korean because I am dumb as fuck and I don't, I, I can barely learn Spanish. But the urge to want to learn Korean and the urge to want to go to Korea just because I see all these TikToks of like all these different places, and it's not just to do with K pop or anime or manga or anything like that, it's some of the, some of the actual like buildings and the plate, like just. The actual like places like Seoul, seeing all the mm. videos of different places, Seoul. I hate planes. I am shit scared of planes, but I would take some sleeping tablets and get myself to Korea <laughs> to yeah. to go and 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 go around Seoul because some of the videos I've seen of that place is a once in a lifetime like yeah. opportunity to to go there. I don't think I would ever be able to afford to go more than once, but it's it's now on the list of things that i would love to be able to do yeah i mean it's like it's like japan's been on my bucket list for years like way before i started getting into manga way before Mm. i started getting into manga and even knew what anime was and i have always wanted to go there because of the the kind of like difference in culture because i mean our culture not just western but like british culture compared to japanese culture is so incredibly different the architecture yeah. is so different and i just Some of the buildings oh my god they're so gorgeous stunning. so gorgeous absolutely stunning and i would just really like to go um tokyo's been on my uh god i think like even when me and danny first got together and we were going like all oh, places you'd really like to see places you'd really like to go and i was like tokyo yeah yeah to be fair like, that and yeah, here we are. Fair, that is a place. <laughs> like 17 years later, still haven't been, have we? No. <laughs> it's not going to happen anytime soon, is it? No. <laughs> Never keep buying the album. <laughs> I'm spending all our money. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, seriously. So, Tokyo has, has always been. A... <laughs> Tokyo has always been on my list. Um, and yeah, now Korea, and especially going to visit Seoul, is. Mm. Up, 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 on my, up on my list and obviously we've talked about because we can't afford Korea <laughs> um, the lovely you know melting pot that is London is now opening more stores that have the things that we enjoy and mm. like there's, there's some places you can go and eat down in London that I want to go and, and have a look around like some of the less well known areas that yeah. are just like up and coming like I really want us to be able to go and visit some of them we, we um, quite experienced each other like <laughs> reels and TikToks of places that we found in London where we can go because like I, I sent you that one the other day of the one that does all the blind boxes like the anime blind boxes and I was like obviously we need to go here yeah obviously and then 
But and we can't like, all do this in one weekend, so we're gonna have to make a bit of like an egg, uh, an extended weekend of it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like you want to get Camden as well. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. And then I was like, oh, this place is in London now, and like, oh, it's all these like new shops that have opened up in London because obviously things are becoming more popular. I'm like, oh, we need to go mm. here. We need to go here. We can't forget that we still will always go to Forbidden Planet. That's always going to be where we go. Get out of my brain. I was about to say, don't worry, we haven't forgotten about Forbidden Planet because you can't go to London and not go to Forbidden Planet because that is literally a crime. Yeah. You will be arrested 100%. by the geek police. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't walk out with some kind of manga or Funko or mischief little bad clip thing, then you are not a nerd. Well, you know, a, ho- a whole freaking... Do you remember when I was like, oh, I'm just going to get manga and then I walked out with a fucking another Mitsuya statue? I didn't have enough of that. Oh, and now my Nabara statue just is on my on my shelf. Nabara. <laughs> yeah, I want to get some more figurines as well, but that's 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 what we takes will... all our money. Yeah, and you know we might vlog it when we're there if we if we get down there. We will we will go down there. We will make yes. it like. Whether we survive, <laughs> I think the drainage of the bank is whether our credit cards will survive. <laughs> we can get down there. We might not be able to afford to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the coffee account. <laughs> Buy a return ticket, okay? <laughs> Make sure that you purchase a return ticket in advance on the right day. On the right don't day. do a me. And like no. do it on the wrong day, and then say I'll be at work on that day. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't book my coach for the day after. So then you have to do a quick midnight swap. <laughs> midnight swap. Ah. Oh, anyway, <laughs> we are here today. I was gonna say, should we talk about work? <laughs> Half an hour in, we haven't mentioned it yet. <laughs> we, I am good that I don't have the hardback version. That will probably tell you some way to what I think of the book, but. We read Catherine House by Elizabeth James, and I want to know what you read it. I mean, her name is Elizabeth Thomas, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> James. You literally looked at the book as you said it, and I was like, oh. Oh, my God, I think of a blog I said Elizabeth James as well. Oh, fuck it. Elizabeth <laughs> Thomas. Um, I've, been, I've been thinking about it all day what my rating is going to be oh, and oh do you know God. what i think if i'm honest with myself even though it had flaws i reckon i'll give it a five so yes lisa i was i was i was i do agree that it has flaws and but the the, the vibes i was the, unsure like, whether you the vibes like it. Yeah, I wasn't sure going in because it's first person narrative, and I, I really do struggle depending on, like it really do ha- you really do have to have an engaging writing style for me to engage with in a first person narrative mm. and not get bored of being in the same person's head constantly. So when I first started reading it and it was in first person, I was like, oh my god, please, because this can this could go so wrong. And it can get annoying and grating and really bring the, the rating down for me. So I was hoping that that wouldn't be the case. But I feel like 
it made the story even more immersive in a way because yeah. of what was happening to her. And um, for those of you who don't know, we do talk spoilers, so this will be spoiler filled. But the stuff that she goes through, like the way it's described, because it's happening to her, you sort of, I think you, you feel it even more. If you were saying, if it wouldn't have worked the same and I wouldn't have felt as anxious and edgy about everything that was happening to her if it was being told from a third person of omniscient, like, um, yeah, narrator. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Like, I totally agree. And Nez is a seriously flawed person. We will mm-hmm. just say that. She's troubled. She needs therapy. She didn't need Catherine House. She needed to go to therapy. Um, <laughs> and, um, Really like, I didn't read the synopsis. After I'd read the synopsis when we chose the book, I just put it out of my mind. I went in totally blind and just, like, just to see what. But as soon as we met Baby and she started yeah. to get attached to Baby in her way, I was like, something's going to happen to Baby. That girl also needed therapy mm-hmm. and a big hug. Yeah. Everyone in this book needed some kind of psychological evaluation and yeah. help <laughs> so as as i was reading it right i was i was literally thinking as i was reading it i i don't know i don't know if lisa's gonna like this or not because it could have it, it was gonna go one of two ways either the, yeah. you, the vibes and you was gonna love it and give it five stars which is thankfully what happened or you were gonna be like what the fuck is going on i don't like these people one star I, I wasn't sure which way you were going to go. I so, still don't know if I fully liked Inez, but she's the kind of character that, like, I didn't have to like her. I, I was going to say, I don't think you want to, win. Have to like, like Yeah. I wanted her to beat Catherine House. I wanted her to get free. I wanted her to break away and, like, realise that, like, she was totally capable and she didn't need Catherine House the way that they made her feel like she needed to be mm. there. Um, the way that they played upon the fact that she was running away from her past and all that, and the fucking headmistress, whatever her name was, like eerie, like Ugh! like woman yeah. that was just like with the very, oh, it just it she gave was, cult vibes. Uh, yeah, oh, massive cult vibes. She was so she was, interesting because. She was a cult <laughs> but the thing, is, she was, she was, and that's why she was so interesting because, like, I genuinely for so much of the book was like i don't know whether you're on her side or not i kept flip-flopping like i kept thinking oh no she really does want the best for inez yeah it's a bit weird what she's just done maybe maybe not oh no she does she she does wait a minute (laughs) what what got me was (laughs) what got me was like i didn't what made me question it was like when they were putting the plasma things Pins. and attaching them to people mm. i was like oh my god this just gives me like sci-fi experimenting like illegal illegal vibes like like yeah. in, 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 as a person who studied psychology at uni and like massive massive ethical violations going on left right and center as in my mind i was like ethical violation you can't do that <laughs> it was just like in my like stop yeah. stop but the fact that I thought maybe she wasn't as bad when she noticed that the pin had fallen out. Yeah. And she didn't, and she didn't, say, didn't anything. say anything. Yeah. And she didn't do anything, just smiled. And I thought maybe there's a someone above, what's she called, Victoria? 
that that is that is like moving the strings and maybe she's actually doesn't want Inez to get mm. as deep as other people in into Catherine. Do you know what though? That is that is typical cult leader behavior. Oh yeah, I get it. Like typical to to try and make it seem like they're on your side. That's how they get you. It's like I they make it out. That. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that is definitely a bit safe. Yeah, she started to feel a bit safe, being like, "Oh well." Initially, she was kind of like on edge, like, "Is she going to say something? Is she going to do something? Is there going to be repercussions for this?" And then when she realised there wasn't any repercussions for what happened, um, yeah. for that particular scenario that happened, she was like, "Oh well, well maybe what everyone else is doing, how everyone yeah. else is acting, that's actually okay." Even though she did still, when she went into isolation, she still thought having the plasma attached to her again. Like the fact that she and that whole thing, like the reverse psychology thing where they didn't force her, they just put yeah. it there, reminded her of like what she'd running away from, played mm. on her trauma, and then left them there as like yeah. this is your trauma. This could be the mind fuckery of it all mm -hmm. was just I was gripped. Yeah. I was just I was like, I don't know who to trust. At first I like baby was baby was oh my god baby was baby she was she, she was, oh, somebody needed she to was, save that baby do you know what i mean like it was oh, it was it was, was genuinely it was it was genuinely heartbreaking to to read that part because she was so um obsessed with it and she yeah she was so obsessed with it and she was so mm. um kind of negative about herself so like she kept saying like you know nobody likes her outside and all that kind of stuff and it she kind of went to to catherine house for for plasm but also just because she wanted to belong i think and it was it was quite heartbreaking to watch her like literally working herself to the bone and like getting mm -hmm. so stressed with the, and one of her releases for her stress was to pick locks and she's like picking lock after lock after lock after lock after lock because like she's so like heightened like her stress was so heightened yeah. it was really sad to watch and the the juxtaposition between her and Inez being roommates when Inez was like not doing any study and not going to car for that. <laughs> she was just not doing anything just like literally sleeping with different people all the time just going to parties fucking about and then baby was there like literally stress to the hill and it was just cr crazy to kind of see the the total difference in their behavior yeah. and yet they still had like a really strong bond and i genuinely do think that yeah. they cared about each other um i can't put it plasma didn't have plasma but um yeah the, the fact that like baby still wanted her in hers to do well but mm. the thing is even though the way that they acted were totally different the thoughts that they had about themselves were the same. Yeah. Like Inez didn't like herself. She was running away from her past. She thought she was a bad person, thought she'd done something wrong, didn't think she was. She was like, I got into Catherine House, but I don't know how. I don't know why. Like, I'm clearly not in intelligent enough. Like, none of these classes make sense. I don't know why I've chosen these subjects. Like, so much, like, such so low self esteem that she was just like, I'm just going to fuck around and not get feelings because you know get, getting feelings means like you get hurt and like mm -hmm. there was so much trauma with her and she used she like 
express that by just like fucking around and fucking about yeah. and like the way that baby did it was like she went absolutely crazy focused on her work and yeah. like but she also hated herself she's like i'm not pretty i'm not smart but and it's like the the levels of work that she was doing she was smart and i just you know i wanted to bash both the heads together and be like you were two both intelligent human beings like yeah they're both they're playing on your trauma but in different ways yeah and that to me was just like it's really interesting to see and it, yeah. it shows the human the humanness behind it like it should it's like that is real life people could have trauma come from similar backgrounds and but people deal with with, with their trauma differently and that was just yeah. is that you just showed exactly how two people who could have things in common with each other or like can have a bond with each other just are totally different in like yeah. how they approach their own trauma yeah like saying her sister was dead what the fuck i know like when she wasn't dead she was just a weight college like yeah well she'd like, moved hadn't she she'd would she moved yeah, to canada yeah. yeah yeah and she just kind of took that as a ban- she's abandoned me yeah everyone abandoned yeah. me but it still wasn't clear about whether she took her own life or whether they killed her somehow like i well, don't oh hang on your mic's making a weird noise 50 41 your mic's making a rustling did you move it oh yeah i was messing with a piece of paper i didn't realize that was that oh yes yeah, it's, it's picked it up sorry i've made a note 41 <laughs> um well she's not dead Well, she's not, but like when I think I, I I think it was her choice, but whether she was coerced into believing it was her own choice is a different matter. We'll, yeah, we'll never know. So, but I do think that her kind of like she was very fixated on Plasm from the beginning, and I think mm. that if she thought that that was a way that she could be involved in Plasm forever, she would have done it in a heartbeat. Yeah. But I would like to know. I wouldn't necessarily want a full book from Baby's perspective, mm. but I would, I would, I want to know what things Victoria and the other people said to her to make her. Because I know she, she was very sort of studious to begin with, anyway. Like yeah. from the moment we met her, she was very much like, "This is I'm, I'm all about here to be academic. I'm not about the parties." But it kind of got to a point where she was obsessive. It was crazy. It was like she needed to study like she wasn't smart enough because she she needed to study and she was so unintelligent she had to cheat like she cheated knowing that she would get into trouble and that she would get put in isolation because that was a bad thing to do because she's a bad person and it, it's that whole thing like mm. to me we, we know what victoria was doing to inez and that's how inez like reacted but i wouldn't i would like to know what was being said to baby yeah. to make her go from just being studious just wanting to do well to being that obsessively crazy about like needing to pass and she, like yeah just that whole spiral into like absolute madness that she went through like yeah i mean that seemed to be a uh, general vibe from the new material concentrators anyway they all seem yeah. to be kind of a little bit odd um yeah or a little bit 
uh, hyperfixated, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hyperfixation? What is that? <laughs> we, don't, we don't do that here. No, no, we would never. But um, <laughs> the way that they kind of just dropped that Baby had died part part way through a page took me out. Yeah. I was literally so shocked because I read it and I was like, what? And I had to read it again because I was like, what do you mean she's she's dead? Like it was just so it was just so um offhandedly put in there, which I loved. Yeah. Like this yeah. kind of offhand comment of, oh yeah, baby died by the way. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh she died on this day. It's like, hang on, what do you mean she died? Because one second she was going off just to go through like the to the tower for the improvement yeah. or whatever. And the next minute, oh, she died on blah, blah, blah day. And it was just like, huh? <laughs> what do you well, mean? That, that's, the, that's the thing as well. Like, uh, oh, we didn't want to tell you like this. In the middle of a fucking hallway, when you were talking yeah. about it. And, and like, I just. In the middle of me, the night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Me, I, I knew that something was going to happen to baby. But the way that she was going, I thought she was just going to spiral and like it was just gonna, she would become obsessive, and then Inez would be like, "This isn't normal. Why is she acting this way?" And then investigating it that way, I didn't mm. expect her to be unalived. No. Or like we think that she's unalived. So yeah. like, it was. But then that, that then to me that was like, because it's all about the cults, and you know, like you have to adhere to what the Catherine rules are. Because if you don't, then you get punished. My thought was. Did they try and do this thing that they did on Inez to her and it just wasn't working and that she was just too far gone so they were just like, she died? Whether, like, she actually alive herself. At that point, yeah. I was like, I don't know. What did you think about her group of friends? I I actually really loved them. I really loved them. So to start off with, I was like, oh, we're just, um, we're just dropping names. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but then the, I was like, I don't know who these people are. But then the more that they kind of like appeared, and the more I got to know them, I was obsessed with Yaya. Yeah. I loved her. So, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I loved that girl. The way she was just like, I'm getting what I want. Okay, <laughs> I want the cheap plastic pearls. They're going to be mine. <laughs> I want to wear a jacket, and I'll sleep with whoever I need to to get it. <laughs> loved her so much she was she was compared to like inez and and baby so strong i know, you know? see this, so this is another thing as well though she had her own trauma she there, obviously it wasn't explicitly said what everybody's individual trauma no. was but it was clearly it was obvious that people were there because they were running away from something they felt they didn't yeah. they felt they didn't fit in outside the world so they went to Catherine to try and fit in somewhere and you know there was they wanted to like to to, to go here to, to go to school but it was it was quite evident that that was they were all running away from something but the fact that like <coughs> the three, all three of them acted differently like again she was just like yeah they're doing this to us but she didn't let that break her she started right. the same sort of like like she did she didn't let the rose-colored glasses like stay on like no. she was fully aware that Catherine was a bad place yeah 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 was was um very switched on to everyone's shit she knew exactly what was going on she had 
she she was not getting taken in by the house she was not getting taken in by anything um i thought her friendship with diego was super cute that was i loved that they were when they had like their fake wedding because she was like that... yeah he's my husband i love him <laughs> i'll always love him it was so funny the way that she That's just me. they just wrote out the little invitations and put them on people's door and made everyone come to like, a fake wedding i was like He's gay. He's gay. He's sleeping with the teacher. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but he's my husband. I love him. It's fine. Yeah. Always I just love that because it was like it was almost like a friend wedding. She was like, it genuinely yeah. doesn't matter. Like we're always gonna be friends. So I'm just gonna have yeah. this pretend wedding and he's my pretend husband. And I love that. She, just because she found a pretty dress that she wanted to wear. That's what I loved about her. Was just like, she found something and she was like, I want this. And now we're doing this with it. And she was like very strong. And she knew exactly what she wanted out of Catherine House out of life and she was going for it and she was she was like I'm not going to get taken in by any of the bullshit I'm not joining the fucking cult but what I am doing is I'm going to take the education I'm going to take the free yeah. education and I'm going to go off into yeah. the world as a Catherine House alumni and I'm going to absolutely pave the way <laughs> for my future and I'm going to save my mate while I'm at it I know legend. See, at the beginning it was sort of like the story was in the first year, especially when it was like Baby and um, Inez. Inez. And like you said, these names are being thrown around. Like, oh, we met Nick, we met Diego, we met Anna. We'd like, And all these people are being mentioned. But mm. like, there's no never really a bond created with them because it was just like her going out and like fucking around. And like, these are just her classmates or whatever. And like just people that she talks with her year. But once Baby died... Um, mm she got closer to the other people yeah. and like she then created friendships with those people um and i did love her and yaya friendship and even though yaya yeah. was the kind of person that was just like she wouldn't sit there and baby you and mollycoddle you she's the kind of person you like just like slap you upside the head like you're being an idiot just yeah sort, sort your shit out like what are you doing just yeah <laughs> exactly and when she started referring to everyone as child partway through (laughs) the book that made me laugh so much because she hadn't done it at all like she hadn't used that term in like the first year maybe year and a half and then suddenly everybody was child child (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) it just just added her overall kind of like vibe of like yeah 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 yeah. Um but then when um they started introducing Theo a bit more, um mm. and she was very much in as very much like oh I don't do relationships and but then the you could you could see it coming. I you could you could see that coming because she went from like she initially I'm I'm glad it didn't happen, but when she first started talking to Theo, she went into his bedroom and um, he had a girlfriend and they were listening to the music she saw the picture of his grandma i didn't realize what the significance of that would be until later in the book mm. which i absolutely love how they drop it in there and then yeah. later in the book they like it's like a they bring it back um yeah. and like I, I didn't understand 
the point of that scene because she was just messing around with boys at this time. She didn't really have like boy mates. So the fact that she was just mates with this lad and then they just sat there listening to music and she saw this picture of the grandma I was like, what is the significance of this? What does this mean? Mm. And then she started thinking more about Theo and wanted to spend more time with him. And then I could understand how that plot line progressed. But yeah. the absolutely genius thing where she asked him about the Walkman and he's like, what? Oh, and like, yeah, and I'm like, he's totally in deep with Catherine. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it really showed like yeah. it really showed like um, his character arc. Because yeah. to start off with, he was super sweet. Yeah. Him and Nick were a really cute little duo. <laughs> yeah, they and were. like her getting closer to them and creating like the little friend group was really like nice to see. And when she was kind of like, because she said, didn't she? Oh, I might seduce Theo to get yeah. to get information. And then she actually oh, started like, to like have feelings for yeah. him. Yeah. Let's just talk. Let's just talk about that for a minute because Bro had me flabbergasted, flabbergasted. Okay, <laughs> because I was, like, was gasted. <laughs> it was doubly gasted because I was watching this and I was like, do you know what? Actually, they're they're kind of really cute together. And then yeah. when he did his uh, presentation. And knowing that his previous idea had been absolutely shredded apart yeah. by M. Neptune. And then he did his presentation and M. Neptune was like, good. And thank you. And not a single question when everybody was getting ripped apart. Everyone yeah. was getting grilled. Like one girl got grilled for like half an hour and left the stage in tears trying yeah. to defend her, like, yeah, yeah. her project. And he said some shit about Moss. And they were like, good, yes. After telling, us, like, after telling us specifically, telling us and Inez, like telling me and Inez, like, yeah, this is, this is what, what I want to do. do. Like, this is the kind yeah. of route that I want to take it. I, we can merge these things like the suspended animation thing. And like that whole thing, he was like, this is what I'm going to pursue. I'm not going to back down. The next then again, Clippy was like. Back down. I was like, alarm oh, bells started going off. Yeah. I was like, 100%. hold on. 100%. The fact that he hid that he was part of M. Neptune's little group and hid that it. he had access to the hidden lab um, should have been even more of a red flag than it was because I was like, that's weird. Why is he not telling her? Like, why would you not tell yeah. her she's your girlfriend? Like, you've actually been together quite a while now. And mm-hmm. the the way that he was still kind of like, all like lovey-dovey with her all the way through that part Ick. Ick. then then it happens so he no. vanishes off the face of the earth vanishes and she's like asking around after him finally manages to get some information that he's gone to the tower she is like oh, why what's happened and when she finds out that he's been sent to the tower because she took his card while stressed as him, broke into the lab and released one of the animals <laughs> and they caught it on camera. 
because she thinks that they're in love, she goes and hands herself in. Hands herself in. And I was like, that mo when I was reading that, right, that moment, I was like, oh, girl, what have you done? Because, like, you yeah. know, he really, he really cares about you <laughs> and you've just, you've ruined his chances. Um, what are you going to do? Yeah. I wasn't actually expecting her to hand herself in because she was a little bit, um, I wasn't sure that she was going to do it, whether she was going to be self-sacrificing or whether she was going to, like, uh look look out for herself more yeah i wasn't sure if she was yeah. gonna go, kind of go back to being self-sacrificing and i think that she she did do that i do think that she cared about him but i think also she was like the thought of somebody anybody else taking the fall for something that she did when she could be punished for it seemed that seemed better and i just remember the the way i felt when i read two parts near the end the first part was when she was going to the tower and she asked if Theo had been released and that aide said, oh, I guess he was right all along. He said it was you. So he like was immediately handing her up and I was like, oh, that's not good because surely if you love someone, you would not do that. And then when she asked Victoria whether Theo knew that Victoria no. wanted Inez to be a, a fucking... Um, what do you call it? A uh, test subject for this suspended yeah. animation bullshit. And she said it was his idea. He thinks it's a good idea. Yeah. It was his idea. Yeah. He, he thinks it's the best had thing. Said to her at one point, she had said to him at one point, Oh, I was going to seduce you to try and get into M. Napchin's lab, but you can't do that. And Bro said, you'd be a great test subject. I'm going to seduce you. And he flipped it. And he seduced her so that he could convince her to be a test subject. That is some yeah. messed up shit. Yeah. That is some messed that, up shit. Yeah. Like, talk about being taken into a cult where you literally are like, yes, I will now be a full cult member and I will convince somebody that I love them so that I can take them and suspend them in time for years. And the, do you know what? what? Like, do you, mm, the just the one one of the I, I say I say one of the things like more things are coming to me. Just the bit where because I was listening to this as well as reading it, the bit where you could hear like him talking about like in such like a cold tone. Well, not cold, but like so. Like he was obsessed with the science of it, about cutting this rat, mm. um, and the fact that he could stop the bleeding. But the rat was still cut, still clearly going to be in pain. But he was suspended, and he just thought that was so cool. I'm like, for a month. You've, you've. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? How can? How can you think that this is okay? And she's just like, mm -hmm. like it was super upsetting when they revealed the animal testing obviously it was more upset even more upsetting when they revealed the fucking human testing that they were doing yes but yes. the animal testing made me so upset because i was like damn there are still places that do this like for real and i was yeah i too would have released amy the bunny like in I would. because i was like i would have released everybody Free! 
Really, yeah. yeah it, was, it was it was just really horrible the <laughs> fact that he was like cutting that mouse open or rat or whatever uh... it was because then he could heal it it's like okay let's do it to you hold your arm out i'll <laughs> cut you and then heal you and you will see how you like it over and over again it would still be painful and the, like the when he first showed her that and he cut the mouse rat thing where it was um and then he showed her that it, it was healed it healed I think in her mind she was like, if somebody was injured, this could be great to heal them. Like this could mm. be a massive move forward in like medical science because it could. Mm. If somebody was like seriously injured and then they could do whatever this thing was to them with with the plasm and heal them and heal them quickly and like that'd be fucking amazing. Yeah. Obviously, she you shouldn't be tested on animals anyway. That's by the by, but. The fact that he he then the next time we we see like the the experiments is like it's one stage further like this has been suspended for a month um yeah. with this cut and I'm just like did it even when they were talking about it it's like the compassionate side and logical side of their brain yeah just switches off and it's just like for the science. And it, yeah. I've noticed it in a couple of books I've read recently where, like, the scientists are so about the science and the advancement of the science and how amazing this plasma is, all like, these things and what you can do. And, like, but you've, you are harming the creatures and now yeah. you are also then using humans as test subjects. Like, what are yeah. you going to be doing to these humans? Like, yeah. and somehow they got people to volunteer for it. Like, we're now under the assumption that baby volunteered a body for it. Um, and that's what they said that like she gave her body and whatever, whether or not that's true, we don't know because baby well, can't talk for herself. But the the fact that like they kept her in isolation, and this is like I can understand how people would cave under these circumstances. So she's left in this isolated room for all this time. Yeah, by herself, like she's gonna be driven absolutely fucking crazy, and and yeah, a weak, a weak will person would just give up and be like, right, okay, just suspend me, like I just want to be out of here. Yeah, <clears throat> and the fact that Yaya came in and was still like, you can't give in, like you can't give up, like you need to, you need to get out, like we're graduating, you need to get out. Yeah. I was like, oh, please. She knew, she knew that if they graduated and she didn't get Inez out, then no one would know that she was there. No. No one's going to remember. Like, the second and third years won't remember that she's there. Yeah, second and first years, sorry, won't remember she's there because everybody's graduated. They'll just assume that she also went. Like, they're not going to know yeah. that she's still locked up in the tower, are they? And that's yeah. kind of like with Baby as well, the fact that she's already been suspended for nearly two years. She's been sitting in that in that kind of thing for two years when Inez finds her. Well, yeah, of course, because she's got to be kept uh, in there suspended until nobody remembers who Baby was so that then she can go out into the school like Sandy does. That? Okay. That what blew was my that? Mind. That blew my what? mind and it made me so sad. The thing is, though, like, when we find out what Sandy really is, like, 
what they've done to him. Mm. It, it, he's mentioned consistently throughout the book, and in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's just a quiet one. He's just a quiet one of that friend group, or whatever. He just doesn't socialize much, and it's never, it's never really at the forefront of your mind. You don't think like be experimented on, like, and to find that out yeah. that he was an actual thinking for himself human being and they've done this to him yeah and now he's just like this blank thing that like yeah because he doesn't really like react like a normal human anymore like that he hasn't in the lab oh that but when he comes like, out oh. and says hello and then just goes and sits yeah. on a chair what the terrifying what? absolutely terrifying that... she was just that that i was like did that just happen like did Honestly. I literally just hear that he'd come out of a room and feels it was just like hello? I thought it was going to be like that he slept in the the lab and had like a, his own like room. Um, but then when she found like tables upon tables of animals in suspended animation and then found baby at the back, I was like, oh man, this is this is way bigger. But with the Sandy thing as well. It makes that scene where was it Bert was throwing the ball at him and he couldn't catch it, and he yeah. was just like bringing it back to him, and Bert was just like really impassively throwing at it and just staring at him as he did it. It made that so much more chilling once she knew that Sandy was being experimented on the way that he was because everything that every interaction that he had then was a was an experiment, like even even that like he's he was literally just throwing the ball and then staring at sandy and passively just like watching what he did because he couldn't catch the ball himself yeah and it's just there was just something about the fact that she found them doing that in a random room just randomly stumbled across them they didn't see her it just made it so much more chilling once she knew and it was just like i didn't know i didn't i didn't know what to expect going into this i well i did actually I, when 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 i found when i started reading it and i was like well it's kind of like a mystery thriller for me i would say it's not a cozy mysteries because it's not cozy is it it's just a thriller mystery i don't know what genre it is it's kind of a blend it kind of gives me sci-fi vibes though with the experimentation yeah and it was just it was and it's just the the whole the whole time when it was taught whenever whenever ever Catherine was mentioned and the chanting and the whole like I just got like creepy like yeah. tingles like not in a good way just like something's wrong something bad's gonna happen like I just don't trust anything I didn't trust anything and then when she started to feel things like she was she she let them um put the plasm on her and like she was feeling very different and then I was just like is she we it was right up until the very end you didn't know whether or not she was gonna be for or against Catherine like no. because she knows that she'd been her mind had been twisted that much it's like Catherine is your safe space Catherine is like mm. yes we're doing this to you but this is for your own good because you did something wrong. You mess with our experiments, so you deserve this punishment. And in order to support us and help us, and you know, um, make good on the fact that like, you've 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 
you know, let one of our experiments go. You need to replace it like that that experiment with you. Yeah. And like it was just the coercion, the manipulation, the like the just the absolute fuckery of it all. Like right until the end, yeah. I was worried, very worried yeah. that it I... wasn't gonna end the way it did. I had this really horrible feeling about like 10 pages before the end um, because I was I was actually like so sad which I wasn't expecting like I felt really sad when she because she it kind of felt like she'd found like a little group like her yeah. friend group was really good like they really complement each other well she had Yaya she had was it Anna she had yeah. Nick uh, Diego and Theo yeah. and it was like this lovely little unit that she'd made and I felt like she found a place and that those people afterwards it felt like people that would stay in touch and Yaya would maybe yeah. like help her out and things like that and it was also lovely right up until it wasn't and when she was in that tower <laughs> I felt honestly like bereft that she'd had those people taken away from her because I think it was probably the first people ever in her life that she actually had some kind of connection with yeah. and it was just like kind of brutal and I was like oh my god she's gonna get left in this fucking tower the biggest <laughs> mindfuck of this book though the biggest mindfuck was when she went to unlock the back door and it was possibly already unlocked and may have been unlocked the entire time and she could have walked out at yeah. any, any moment. That was the that was insane. Because I don't know, and I don't think we're supposed to know. I can't tell whether in her panic to get out, in well, not panic, but like in her I've got to get um, right now, it's got to happen now. In that kind of like trying to get out and not really understanding lock picking as much and just kind of going off what baby told her whether she'd unlocked it and not realized or whether the entire time that she'd been in there which is an entire semester at this point she's been in isolation entire semester mm. that back door was unlocked and she could well, the have thing is she never tried it. well why would she because she just you would assume wouldn't you you're in a if that door's locked yeah. if the door that they bring you in is locked and the only time you ever go out of that is with an aide who comes in and takes you out through it you would assume mm. it was locked because you're in Normally basically though, in like, a cell yeah but wait, even even though you know things are locked whenever you see people being thrown into a cell they always try and get out like the but, but she didn't I think want she was to so resigned yeah so she was always so resigned to the fact that she was there for the long haul like she yeah. didn't even attempt she, they they knew that she was that brainwashed that mm -hmm. she wouldn't even think to try and save herself yeah or like try the door no and just just that oh, she just could have left at any time it's just so wild also what was a real kind of knowing what you know when she rode up to the gate on the bike and that guard appeared and tried to take the bike from her and that was weird that was also very strange yeah because i, know, I was like, like i understand that we're supposed to be here for three years but the the fact that you're she's not even trying to escape she's just at the gate and you're like what are you doing give me your bike it's yeah like, yeah you can't have and that. yeah i was like yeah, yeah. it's like oh this is a prison right got you <laughs> it's like 
but it it just it just made me creep when she's like give yourself to Gatsby. You're in the house in the in the in the yeah in the thing and like the whole like chanting um, the chanting and then all of a sudden people just piping up with like oh I did this and like telling people about about the past like oh. And then she's like, oh, I'm here, I am in Catherine. And I was like, my God, stop. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, after, when I stopped reading, I was like, I'm in the flat, in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the bed, in the room, <laughs> in the house. <laughs> I did think it was, it was really well done. Like, I'm yeah. not surprised that the rating is so low on Goodreads. Because this is definitely is not low? good for everyone. It's three point twelve. No. Yeah, that's the average oh my rating. God. And it's had a lot of reviews. Twenty five and a half thousand. So it's not like it's rated low, and but it's not had many reviews. Do you know what I mean? It gets a lot of one and two stars, and I get it. I do get it because this is not going to be yeah, a book that everyone's going to love. Um, yeah, it's it's, but, it's it's a mind bookery book. You have to. Yeah. You have to be okay with not liking the main character. <clears throat> you have to be okay with the the crassness of how she acts. Because for some people, the fact that she's very blase about sleeping with people, that could put people off. Um, but, like, at any like, this could be a trigger for a lot of, like, like mm. people need to read the content warnings going into this, because there's a lot of things, yeah. even if it's just mentioned briefly, like, you know, trauma. Just a book yeah. wrapped in trauma that has yeah. happened to like young people, but for for me, and I, I don't know if it comes from the fact that I've always been interested in how minds work, mm. and like, and it's it's the I think it's the engaging way she writes as well. So we're looking at it from um, a perspective of a, of a girl that like comes in with this really blase gonna give a shit attitude and then we see her changing the house changes her as we go on and even yeah. though you don't necessarily like her as a person and how she acts and you question some of her actions you don't want Catherine to take her you don't want her to become this thing that they want her to be you want her to be free along with her friends that are graduating that get yeah. to leave like but and it's the fact that you, you don't know who to trust. You, you don't fully know. Like, when you first find out baby's dead, you don't fully know the circumstances. It's all like a mystery around why she died. It's like, she's just dead. That's it. But, and then there's this whole plasm thing and, like, all these new materials, people, um, concentrators. people concentrate the two, yeah, concentrators, they all seem to be, like, going slightly crazy. Like, mm. very like you know then even is even mentioned by people that they stop eating they stop attending certain things like all of them do that and it's just a yeah. thing and they're like well hope that doesn't happen to theo it's it's all of it in the way that it's told and the way that this it just it just grips you yeah like you, you, you have to you be can't okay be bored very, no you do have to be very okay with like um a slow pace as well yeah because this yeah. is not like shit's happening all the time like there's a lot of kind of like introspection there's a lot of sitting yeah. about and studying i i actually 
as somebody that has zero interest in art, found the all the art discussions really interesting and actually kind yeah. of like putting the book down to pick up my phone to look up the art pieces that she was talking about and look up I the sculpture that, from that. Yeah. Um, so that was quite interesting because I don't normally have like, I mean, I did kind of open things and be like, I'm not sure that I get the same thing out of it, Inez, but okay, it's nice to know what you're looking at. <laughs> There's a couple of things. That are, there was one thing I opened and I was like, so it's an egg. Okay, good. Right, back to the book. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, a, it's a white square with slightly lighter white lines. Uh, got you. It's like darker white lines. Sorry. Right, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still don't understand how it makes you calm because it's literally white and white. But okay, yeah, back to the book. But it was like, it was quite interesting. And I kind of liked the fact that she kind of just fell into that and then actually kind of really enjoyed it. And it's it's, it's quite sad in a way because obviously now, she's had to run she's got literally nothing but the clothes on her back she's got no money she's got nowhere to go so god knows what she's going to do but i actually think that she probably could have done something with that art like she probably could have if, if she'd been allowed to like finish it and graduate and go off into the world like she could have had a pretty good life doing stuff with the art because she actually seemed yeah. to really enjoy it and it was kind of a shame because after all her running she'd found something that actually she did have an interest in and yeah. it got she taken away from she didn't want to run from yeah she found, a, she found a, a thing something she wanted to stick to she found people she didn't want to run away from and one of them betrayed her turned out to be a fucking absolute mess um and like i said the, the one that stuck with it was yaya and i think that had it not been for yaya coming in and having that conversation she, she would have accepted like Catherine yeah she would have just like Catherine take her yeah and she would have given herself to Catherine and I think I just for me that's really it's just really interesting like I think if, if like if you're the kind of person who needs like you said fast-paced action yeah. which I thought I was that kind of girl like I love battles and war and stabby stabby but I do also like a book where you've got to think and like a book that makes you feel constant on edge and like all the little as you read on like all the little easter eggs and little things that have been dropped in previously like oh my god that's why that scene was important like that's why mentioning that like babies acted this certain way is important because other people have then started to act that way and like it all connects like it's not obvious at the time no like Sometimes I was thinking, like, like I said, the whole Theo in the bedroom thing. I was like, why are we here? You're saying that she sleeps around, but she's not sleeping with him. But then, obviously, when you come back to her, like, oh, oh, my God, that's why. Except plot twist, she slept with him on the first night. That was hilarious. When he was like, you don't remember me. I was the guy that you slept with before you went and laid yeah. in the bath. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, you were memorable. <laughs> But the fact that she was just like, oh, right, okay. And then she was like, go, go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, by then. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, like, yeah, I just, I can see how for some people it wouldn't work. Yeah, but... I, I, I can. I can definitely see why it wouldn't work for everybody. But it's... it's They're wrong. <laughs> it's very much um, my sort of thing. Because I love stuff that's weird. And recently I've been getting into quiet weird as well. So, um things like Quiet comfort me book. with apples and um our wives under the sea As, in fact our wives under the sea and catherine house very similar vibe because 
you don't necessarily get a lot of answers you just kind of go along for the ride and it's all very kind of quiet and weird um which i absolutely find i'm finding that i really really love at the minute yeah. a woman eating is another one which is kind of like just this kind of i like a bit of weirdness i don't necessarily like it depends on what mood i'm in obviously because sometimes i'm just like okay i this doesn't work because i need lots of action and stuff because that's what i'm in the mood for um but there's been quite a few books over the last like year two years where i'm like oh i don't know whether this is going to be my sort of thing because it doesn't sound like it has much of a plot but then when i'm reading it i'm like fully engrossed in it literally can't put it down i was just looking and i read about half of this book last night because i had it split out into like 50 odd chapters well no it wasn't 50 odd chapters was it yeah no about 50 odd chapters a day but then on the third day i got distracted by making the tvxq playlist you mean pages yeah what did i say chapters oh I'm yeah like, well that would be too much <laughs> that would be too much uh, it was 50 pages a day but on the third day i got distracted by making the tvxq playlist and so i didn't read and i was like oh, i really don't want to try and cram some reading in right before the podcast so i was like you're not going to bed until you finish it guess it you just have to read it and then i basically said it was half 12 my and i was really tired last night and my eyes kept going and it was like this I was going nope <laughs> no but i was like one point i got up and i had like my cellar water and i was like scrubbing my eyes over my eyelids with my cellar water to wake myself up because my eyes were getting really tired um i was like no come on come on come on but that when i read the bit danny was asleep beside me and i got my headphones on and when i read the bit where she was like oh it was it was theo's idea my face just went <laughs> i was like oh my god but i was like, i couldn't do that because danny was asleep so i just had to do it via facial expression <laughs> but i think <clears throat> i think i definitely uh, it is a kind of book that we need to be in the mood for and luckily recently i was in the mood and like, i was mm. in the mood for it and i i do think that I've not read many cult books, but I think the fact that it was sort of a quiet sort of culty book and it was eerie rather than, you know, like you see in these American cults where they're very loud about them being a cult leader and it's mm. all very, this was like, we're not a cult, we're just a school. Like it, yeah. it was that vibe and it was just the mystery side of it and the slight, edginess that you were just on the edge all the time yeah. like you, you you were just unsure of everything and everyone and as much as i really love jaya and i really wanted her to be a good person at one point i was like but can we still trust jaya <laughs> like yeah i was questioning everybody it's like is she being this nice just to turn her back on her and then i was when she got put when she went back in the tower i was like where's jaya now i'm like oh she, she is oh she is um but yeah i just i i think i would like to have a look and find more like quiet sort of books like this all like, those ones that i just said friend <laughs> I do kind of think Sundial's a bit like that though. Yeah. Sundial is quietly weird. Yeah. And it's like you follow the characters, but also the plot is slow, but you it, it is a very 
very good blend of like weird, quiet characters and plot and like lots of like little crumbs that you follow to get to the end and yeah. the oh speaking of the end the end yeah. where the back of the doors just open we already saw it and it's like that. did we yeah <laughs> we had a whole thing about remember you saying like why didn't she check it wasn't locked no the back of the van when she was being taken away Oh, oh, right. Sorry, <laughs> I think you were talking about the cell, and I was like, "No, you were talking about that for so long." No, like, <laughs> I was hoping in my mind, I was like, "Hoping, yay, she's free!" And obviously, the I was very worried at one point that when that guy was helping her leave, that she was going to get caught. So I was yeah. like, "Please, just get in the van, just stop talking, just go, just get in the van and go." And I just think it's so cute that he's such a small character. And he, but he's mentioned a few times, and he was the yeah. one that helped. He's like, okay, I love yeah. Yaya too. He's like, I yeah. love Yaya too. Yeah. Like, oh. Funny his name was, and then Glow was the woman that drove the truck with her, just with her limp. And she was like, they were like, we've worked here for so long. We're going to save you. It was just really yeah. sweet. Yeah. Really yeah. sweet. Like, I love them. I can't get out of here, but you can. <laughs> yeah. But then I thought it was going to be a case of like, um, I don't know, maybe she'd arranged to like meet Yaya and like it was gonna be like a it was still a happy ending, I think, because like the back doors open and I'm assuming she just got out and she went on a merry way, she lived a happy loving life. But the fact that it ended with like the truck stopped and the doors on the back of the doors that yeah. doors open and I'm like, did it stop? And I'm want, I wanted to think positive, like it stopped, she got out and she opened the back doors because she was like, right, okay, this is your stop to get out and you could go on your merry way, like, you're safe. Not, we've been caught and we're taking you back to Catherine. Like, because yeah. you don't know. No. I love endings like that. They're my kryptonite. Like, especially in books like this, I love an ending where it's just like, you kind of decide what happens next. Do you know what I mean? Like, in my mind, she is let out of the van she manages to find Yaya. Yaya is like made contact with the driver or something and knows where she's going to be. And Yaya helps her. That's what I hope. Yeah. That's what Her I and Yaya live life as friends. Like Yaya's off doing her thing. And then Don't she. Don't forget about Yaya's husband, Diego. He's also there. <laughs> Diego, fashionista. Um... <laughs> oh, bless Thanks. him, though. Really? Because he was having a relationship with his advisor. He was married. Oh. It's poor boy. That was so silly. But then when he convinced himself that they were actually in love and got really upset because he knew he was oh. going to have to leave. And I, that I was, was horrible. Like, that was horrible. Because that Fuck was that a advisor. teacher abusing the power. Yeah, 100%. Like, total abuse of power. And I'm just like, Diego, you could do better. Not only is he a fucking weirdo that still works in this place, he's abusing the power that he has over you as a as a sort of responsibility in an also, institution of learning we haven't really talked about the teachers but the teachers were wild as well because they were also trapped at the school yes. because they they had contracts for like two three years and they didn't go home and leave. the fact that her advisor was m owens oh was yeah allowed, oh. has a wife 
he had a wife yeah. that he couldn't see because she like at one point she complimented his tie and he was like oh my wife bought it for me and then she at She's one like point another point she was like oh I, I wanted to say to him that I was really um sorry that he was like homesick and that he couldn't go home and see his wife and that and it was just kind of like it just added to that vibe because it's like so um enclosed it's so like closed off from the rest of the world like the fact you can't that... tell me that they didn't know that they were doing plasma experiments like the teachers must have known but obviously yeah. the teachers can't say anything because what they're going to do get put in the tower or are they going to get chosen to be experiments and like, they'll mysteriously what? disappear i don't think that all the teachers did know about it i think that m neptune is that his name yeah i think him and uh victoria knew everything i think the people that were involved in the new materials but m neptune yeah. was secretive as fuck yeah so secretive like even the kit the other students on the new con on the new materials concentration if they weren't part of his inner circle they didn't know what was going on in that lab so i i don't yeah, think they necessarily knew i think that they knew that there was something some kind of experiments going on i don't think they're stupid mm -hmm. but i don't think they understood the depths like i and also if you think about it right if the student if the teachers aside from neptune and victoria only have two to three year contracts they wouldn't know about sandy either true Maybe that's he, why they only have short contracts. Died. Exactly. He died six years ago. So mm. the longest time that any of them could have been there. So if he died six years ago and she found that in her third year, well, when she came, he would have been dead for three years. Mm. Oh, yeah. So most well, of the, te about the teachers wouldn't have been there, would they? Because he probably only let him go out in her first year because all the other teachers that would have remembered him were gone apart from victoria who already knows oh my god i love this book <laughs> it's so good it did like i said it did have its flaws but we're not going to talk about its flaws because it was great the the, the only flaws was and i'm not necessarily sure that i think they're flaws i think that other people would think they're flaws is, is going to be the pacing is not going to work for a lot of people mm -hmm. um inez is not a likable character which some people can't get behind but i can You've got to do a lot of thinking it's mm -hmm. not a book you could just sit in it's not like a breezy rom-com in contemporary way you could just flick through and be like <laughs> no um it's it is it is trauma and a lot of thinking and it does yeah. really make you think and it does like yeah it, it makes my psychological side of my brain you know the part where i used to be intelligent um like it does <laughs> make me think in it in a way it, it it makes me remember like why i wanted to study people's behavior yeah because it, it brings back all that like and it just it's very interesting how realistic the characters were as well like realistically yeah. humans deal with trauma differently and they showed how differently people can act and mm. how differently people respond to stress and different situations and literally ethically just want to put it out there ethically i would like to investigate that with people 
<laughs> I want to experiment um, with that um, yeah. in an ethical manner. <laughs> I also think that the fact that you don't get a lot of answers about plasm and what it is. Yes. I think <laughs> don't that, don't that, will, that won't work for a lot of people. A lot of people will, will feel frustrated that they didn't get the answer, but I don't necessarily yeah. need the answer. I think it just adds to the general mystery of the book as it well. Um, you, you can you can make it you can it's this crazy fucking thing that heals things and can suspend people in animation. It's a demon. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, something that should I never think, be allowed to be used <laughs> no but I think that a lot of people will pick up a book like this and will expect to have it explained to them and when it's not yeah. explained to them then it it will it will affect their enjoyment of the mm -hmm. book that's that's not yeah. necessarily something that I need because I don't necessarily need like a scientific answer for things like weird science that's all I need that's fine okay it's weird science shit Good, no problem. I, See, I didn't less. know that I didn't need that until I until I read this. Yeah, like so. I'm now. Am I? I am now going to get this in hardback, and it's going to go with my um hardcover of Sundial. Yeah. Um, and I might Which actually the whole thing quite well. Yes, I like. I oh like both. God, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, am I a culty person? I find cults like. And please don't take this the wrong way. I find cults super interesting because oh my god, yeah. I find uh, there's there's two sides of it. The first is like the people that manage to become so freaking charismatic that they'll have people believing anything, and there's the people that believe it. Because like I personally could never see myself being taken in by a cult. Um, it just I just can't see it happening. But then I look at people that had like regular lives and then suddenly just like drop everything and move to the desert to join a cult or something like it's 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 wild to me. And the things that they'll do in the name of the cult, it it just I just want to understand how both sides of that work. Do you know what but I mean? Also, like, I want... One of these cult leaders genuinely believe the old shit that's spouting. Some people oh, yeah. are doing it just because they're con men. But some cult leaders, again, like the difference in difference in cult leaders and stuff genuinely believe that like they are the messiah or like that they can save yeah. people or that whatever like they like it's, it's an actual belief within them they're not doing it to con people and that to me is again like, like you said not to be offensive it is fascinating like yeah but then even, even having people even be like... that of thousands of pounds of money they you you are a, you are a level-headed person like you know, with a family and a job, like how can you be swindled out of all this money and like by this like what has this person said to you? Like what 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 triggered what triggered this switched in your brain? It's yeah. gone to from you thinking like logically, like I mean, shouldn't be giving this person ten thousand pounds of my savings or ten thousand dollars of my savings to just be like, All right, okay, we'll give it to them and they, they can save me. Like Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I find that so interesting. And I think, like, even if, like, the person, the cult leader believes in what they're saying, you, they've still got to convince other people. And mm -hmm. so it takes a particular person to be able to do that. Like, you've got to, you've got to be charismatic. You've got to be, like, yeah. someone that people will follow. And some of the cult leaders I look at, I'm like, that is wild to me because I don't see it. And I want to see... Yeah. I want to understand what these people see, like how they get taken in by it. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Jonestown massacre. 
you ever heard of Jonestown? So it's it's basically this guy and he created like his own church and they they were getting like getting investigated and stuff and he ended up like I think he was like moving him somewhere in either South America or I think it was down in South America so it was an American cult and he moved them all down and then um there would be loads of investigations he had like kids with people like people were trying to escape um they had they had like a I think it was like a tv show came and he like hid everything and there were people were trying to leave with the tv show and then finally I think like some police came and um he had got everybody to drink like basically cyanide he convinced them all to drink cyanide and there was bodies everywhere only a few people survived not many survivors and there was well i've seen like fictional versions of things like that in like ncs and things and shows i've seen but the thing is with those kinds of shows you know that it's based off real things like that like 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 that's a prime example of like somebody just massacring people yeah like, for the great for the greater good <laughs> like yeah. it, it might not have been cyanide but i just see this um 70 or more individuals at jonestown were injected with poison and a third of the victims were minors so it's just like it's so crazy and i listened to a like a podcast series about it once when i was like on holiday bit of a light holiday reading for you and uh, <laughs> and I was just like I just couldn't believe it because I was like looking at pictures of the guy and I was just like how 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 did this happen like how did people get taken in by this I don't understand and it's normally because they like prey on people that don't have anywhere to go much like they're yeah. doing Catherine they're all running from something they're all trying to get away yeah. from something and you think you found somewhere safe and then they use it against you it's like yeah for a, for a period of time it's all sweetness and you're being cared for you've got new clothes and a warm roof of your head mm-hmm. and then they start asking things of you and then when you when you slightly when you say no it's like ah but where were you when we first met what have yeah. i done for you it's kind of like it, it's you can kind of see it in some like manipulative relationships between couples can't you Mm, uh, yeah, like yeah. when when one when when one of the one of the side is more vulnerable, and you can see like, oh, look what I've done for you. I can do this yeah. for you. What do you do? Do you know what I mean? But you can manifest it, like so many different things. Yeah, I mean, it's like in Catherine House because they don't get charged tuition. They don't have to pay for clothes or food mm-hmm. or. Mm-hmm medication which obviously is a big thing in america do you know what i mean so yeah. like they're like we do all of this for you we provide everything for you everything and all we mm-hmm. ask is that you let us suspend you in time is that too much to ask <laughs> and cut you just, open <laughs> just give up your life to become a test subject what is your problem what is your problem hey singing you're lying <laughs> Uh, oh, my, oh my god <laughs> i just checked as well by the way and i when i rated because i already put this on to goodreads this morning and i gave it a four but then obviously i've been thinking about it all day and i was like don't lie to yourself it's a five so i just went and changed it <laughs> <laughs> the thing is like i 
you think because I've stopped using Carpile and I go purely on like the feelings. Normally, when I have a five star, like I was in it, I was in a bit of like an Minari thing. Normally, the five stars, I'm like, you know, it's on the back of a contemporary. Like, oh my god, this this made me giggle so much. Like, you know, this made me feel all the happy feels. Like, this is the five because it's like you're excited, you're like, but because this is a very different vibe, it's not like a happy it's mm. one that you really need to think about I'm like is there any reason why this wouldn't get a five like the writing was for, for me the writing was great the plot was great the characters so nuanced yeah. and different and like the 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 way that the story was weaving it was when it was told like there was no reason for me to give to give this anything other than a five because like this, yeah. for me there was nothing inherently nothing wrong with it in my opinion and no. like i enjoyed can you say enjoyed trauma and stuff? It, yeah, I, was I think so because um, I, was... <laughs> I, just, I think I would say that I enjoyed it because I didn't want to put it down. Because I did, I did not do audio. I physically read only. Oh my god, really? I did yeah. both, and I would, I would, I would, if I could do mixed media reads for all of my books, I mm. would recommend immersive reading. For everybody because the chant, the, the, the chant the 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 victorian's voice in this is it's like da, 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 and da, 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 we are in the house the house is in the woods like that oh my god i'm getting tingles on the back of my neck yeah. just, just thinking about how it and like <clears throat> that side of it you don't get that from just reading you can imagine what it sounds like yeah. but reading it as well as hearing it you're thinking oh my god these people are possessed like yeah it was a big thing for me though because like as you know i've not really been physically reading a lot over the last yeah. year um yeah. ever since the time that was 2023 and <laughs> recently ah. the time the fucking time and oh. recently i've read three books purely physically one of them was literally like 100 pages so don't get too excited but i read <laughs> which was like a full book and i read this and this is like what, just over 300 pages <laughs> i'll leave <laughs> you can do the podcast on your own <laughs> I'm, is that I'm what you want good. i'll leave when we when we went to Norwich, Jess found nothing but blackened teeth in Waterstones and was like, hey Jem, I was like, fuck off, I thought we were friends. <laughs> Leaving. Everybody I knows. I hate it. They know. But the fact that I managed because really I didn't read on oh. one day. I read like 20 pages, so it doesn't really count. So technically I read this whole thing in three days, which is quite good for me because they were not days they were days when i was working as well so i was reading in the evenings um so yeah pretty pretty proud of myself but it also just shows could not put it down so i just um, had a look as well more um, please. well i just had a look and catherine has it's like says um things people also enjoyed right and there's <laughs> three books yes <laughs> There's three books that are recommended off that that I gave five stars to. And it just shows because the ratings, again, they're not amazing. Like, Our Wives Under the Sea 
not bad 3.8 it's not like hitting that four star but our wives under the sea comfort me with apples i gave five stars it's rated a 3.59 on goodreads mm. and shockingly bunny the book that i have been shouting about since i read it back in 2021 apparently won't shut up about it only a 3.53 <laughs> on goodreads that's I've heard more book. people than not say they like that book, so that surprises me. And it's got a hundred and seventy-one and a half, hundred and seventy-one thousand five hundred and sixteen ratings. That's a lot of ratings, a lot and it's just wild to me because I just think that book is yes, that's everything I want in a book. <laughs> everything I freaking love, Bunny. I do um, need to so yes. have a look at some other things because I feel like at some point it might only be a small shelf, but I might end up having a shelf of like this and these are my quiet weird books. Yes, <laughs> like I love. A quiet I want to read the house on Needless. The house at the end of the house. The end last of, house on Needless Street. That, that one. <laughs> the house at the end of Needless Street. <laughs> You sound like you're trying to say that piss take. Um, <laughs> what was it? <laughs> the other house at the end of the road and around the corner or something daft. It was called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've actually seen that. That TV Did show. A... Kristen Bell. It, it? Um, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I would also... I didn't realise it was a parody. I didn't realize yeah. it was like a piss take. And then I was watching it, I'm like, this is a piss take, right? I had to actually yeah. ask someone, like, please tell me this is a piss take. She's being far too dramatic for this to be taken seriously. <laughs> yes, it's a parody. She acts well in it. She acts very well in it. <laughs> um, Woman Eating is another quiet horror for you. I gave it five stars. It's 3.48. But as we know, we go Did by my know? rating. I'm right. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, The Last House on Needle Street was one of my favourite books of 2022. I gave it five stars. It is rated about 3.86, but I think that is wildly too low. Wildly inaccurate. Wildly. <laughs> so what this means is, whenever you see any quiet, weird books, we yes. need to put it read them. Mate, I've been shouting at you, or, well, not generally <laughs> at you, but just like I've been shouting about quiet horror for like the last two years. <laughs> This is thriller, though. Quiet thriller horror shit, weird shit. Quiet weird <laughs> shit, okay? That's my vibe. <laughs> I'm all about the weird <laughs> shit, doubly if it's quiet. <laughs> the thing is, though, when I think of horror, I think of Saw, and I hated Saw. And, like... You're aware that there's different genres of horror, right? I am now. Like okay. since meeting you, um. <laughs> but before I was like horror. It means like, and this is this is we're gonna go off topic again here. Like slightly off on a tangent, but who cares? This is us. Like, give me a battle mm. where like armies are fighting, or there's a big dragon fight or whatever, where there's stabby stabby shooty shooty bow and arrows like boo, and I love that. But mm. give me a slasher. Where someone's being chased, I hate it. Generally speaking, I hate it. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. 
Um, but mostly because I was thinking, if that was me, I'd have no fucking chance and I'd just be dead. But <laughs> but then also, torture scenes. Mm. Fucking horrible. But it's it's all still pain being inflicted, but because the scenarios are different, like it makes me feel like in a battle, they're not willingly there all the time, but it's just like soldiers, you know, they're fighting for their lives. But yeah, that it's like a, it's like they're fighting each other. Whereas like I think I think there's a feeling I get when it's like comes to like slasher films or torture scenes in books I read. It's like it's one thing being done unto another, like yeah. one party is not wanting to be there, like, and one party is like the inflictor of the pain, and that is what makes yeah. me feel like really uncomfortable and like. Like you're picking up uneasy. the wrong type of horror this is the problem you're picking up the wrong type because there, there's so many different types and you it sounds like the things that you're trying are like what what in book terms and probably movie terms as well would be classes like splatterpunk or like gore gore films um mm. that is not that's not the vibe for you my friend okay we'll find a different vibe for you <laughs> This is where you've been going wrong. I'm going to make a horror lover of you yet. I'm just going to find the, the niche <laughs> horror that you need. Okay. I'm, I'm getting there. I've got I've Catherine Ward, Christina Henry. I'm just slowly reeling you in. The thing is, though, <laughs> the thing is, that I've surprised myself. Like, mm. I, I have always said to myself, like, I think, I got used to the thrillers that I used to read. I think I got used to the same shit being done over and over again. Like, like I start reading, I'm like, well, I know who the killer is. Oh, I know, I know who the the bad guy is. Like, and I, it stopped thrilling me. <laughs> I stopped getting that, and then that's when I was like, that's not for me. I'm not wasting my life and 300 pages just to find out that it's a poor white guy that we, we met on page two. Like, <laughs> I just got then I just like. I couldn't be bothered with it anymore. Um, and then for a while, that was the same with contemporaries. So many contemporaries where it was like, old divorcee, badly written contemporary, um, went off to find herself, then found a man, and then, you know, everything was loved up in, like, two seconds, and then it happily ever after. Yeah. I, and, like, not well written at all, but then, obviously, going back to the book community, I found, like, contemporary can be written well. Same with indie books. Like, I read so many indie books that were, like, serious or like just because you can write doesn't mean you should and yeah. i got but coming back I've, I've slowly found like things that i initially thought that i didn't really like that i actually do like but it's specific types so like the the, the light horror of christina henry where it's like a little yeah. bit of like the grim um with it's like it's the eerie feeling. I mentioned it to you before, Dear Amy. Mm. That for me is like one of the thrillers that genuinely I was sat in this flat and I had to doubly check that my door and my windows were locked because I thought someone was gonna come into my flat and like yeah. get me. But it was just like although I didn't like feeling like that, the fact that a book could make me feel like that, I was like, I really like this book. And now I want to read it again. <laughs> but I unhauled it when I was unhauling all my thrillers. Oh no! It's by yeah. shame. Oh, shame. But yeah, I think I do need to find my 
subgenre. Yeah. Like, to really be We're going to find stuff. it. We're going to find it. It'll be a I very niche, you... very small section of the of the genre, but I'll find yeah, but it. That, that's <laughs> okay, because it's like I'm kind of threw myself into horror um, and just trying to try everything. And what I've discovered is that I also don't like Splatterpunk books very much like if it's like a really short one and it has like an underlying message i can just about manage it but i'm just that's not what i want i want like eerie vibes i want i really think you need to read some alex north he's on my list he is because i, I saw I, a video from last one yeah about books I think he's going to be your sort of vibe because I like stuff where it's like really creepy and eerie and where you come away from it and you're like, so was it people or was it <laughs> something else? That's Trembler. Why we... Paul Trembler. Paul Trembler. Yeah, you should read read The Cabin at the End of the World as well. Uh, that is that is also on the list of things. I, I think maybe about. like psychological horror will be good for you. Things that get I do, like I do like psychological I do like watching psychological thrillers as well. Yeah. Like um there was one that I saw with Denzel Washington in. And I can't was it confidential something or other? I can't remember. But it was a psychological thriller. Yeah. I do like watching them. Because I'm just like, I think that it? might be we're gonna do some research. We're gonna do some research. We're gonna find your niche and we're gonna fill your bookshelves with horror. And I will drag you over to the dark side. <laughs> No, in a macky. What's wrong with a macky? No. <laughs> Don't eat him. Uh, it was a macky. Who's a macky? That's it. I was like, in a macky, no, I love in a macky. Oh, bless him. No, you <laughs> could no, not drink it because it would be too visual. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 And for oh. God's sake, don't read Stolen Tugs. Okay? because you will want to read it now no i'm telling you not to... why does this keep <laughs> happening <laughs> i try and i try and i try and protect people i tell people not to read nothing but blackened teeth they read it it's shit i'm like i told you it was shit why did you read it it's like me telling people and doing a full fucking one hour vlog on den of vipers and somebody watching it going i'm gonna read that book it's the same. I was like, do not read it. These men need help, especially this one. Like, this is not a it's very not okay. good representation of, like, I I will, I don't, like, I'm not an ex expert on kinks and fetishes and things like that, but I am well aware that after reading that book, that that is not a good representation of people that have different not kinks. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, that is not the way to do things safely and if you want to practice like safe sex and kinks and things like that do not read Vendetta of vipers because that's just like it's just ridiculous <laughs> and like this we're doing people outside of like who are like just practice like vanilla sex and stuff like they think of like kinks as being this really dirty thing that like you know you hear people talk about oh this kinks oh, kinks face and it's a really dirty thing it's because people write shit like that and make it sound like it's okay that she was like fucking kidnapped and then like all of a sudden after two days was totally in love with all four of them like it was just it's honestly it's the 
biggest pile of shit that I've ever read of seven six hundred pages. Six hundred pages of my life wasted. I was in, in my the same life way wasted. That you should research your kinks safely. You should also research your horror books safely and make sure <laughs> that what you're picking is right for you. <laughs> Do your research, fam. Do your research. Always have a safe word. <laughs> Imagine if you had a safe word while you were reading Pineapples. a horror book. And you're just yeeting it across the room. <laughs> no! <sighs> How did we get here? Let's do some reading Let's get away from the kink talk. Reading givers. <laughs> What have we got? What's happening in February? <clears throat> All right, mate. I can tell you what's happening in February. What's we happening have... in February? <laughs> you get me, fam. <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here um, what's happening in that there February then? <laughs> we've got the series TV Marathon. Yes. By the lovely Tory from a Scottish last read. Woo! What a legend. I am so excited for this reason <laughs> because I am planning nothing. Not a damn thing. <laughs> I am just no, going no, into no. it. <laughs> and I got a special uh, dispensation from Tory. I messaged her and I was like, how cheating would it be if I filled some of these prompts with anime? <laughs> Bearing in mind it is literally a book, a readathon, and she was like, "Do it." So I'm doing it with like manga and anime. I mean, it's Tori. Did yeah. you expect a different answer? Well, this is why I was like, I'm going to ask the question because I'm pretty sure that she's going to let me get away with it. I mean, it's kind I of was a correct. visual representation of a manga, so in a roundabout yeah, most way, of them, yeah. If you read it, if you watch it on sub, you're reading. That is so true. Yes. I mean, I'm even if I don't, I'm still gonna count it. Yeah, up there for thinking, down there for downtown and all that Jazaruna. So there is a bingo board, we will link the Twitter. Um there is the graphics have been done by the lovely Bobby. And this is beautiful. not the beautiful all the beautiful. TV and stuff. It's bloody beautiful. Speaking of Bobby, um this is not a Feb thing, this is a March thing, but y'all should know. Um Marvelathon is happening in March. And look, look at the, for those who are on the, on the video. Who they are literally the video, stunning. Look at the stunning bookmarks that have been created by the lovely Bobby. I will leave Bobby linked below as well. She is beautiful. a genius. Beautiful. And the bookmarks are done by a company called Printed. So I would, if you want to get your own bookmarks, make your own bookmarks, I'll link that company down below as well. Not sponsored. Hashtag not sponny. I wish it was. Um, Hashtag not sponny. <laughs> <laughs> not not sponsored in that in that what the kids say this oh we're not sponsored who hashtag would spawn me this <laughs> hashtag not, not sponsored <laughs> sponsored oh, by yorkshire tea <laughs> <laughs> product placement. <laughs> you get sponsored by Fanta. Who's that? Who's this Fanta? 
Coca-Cola Company or the other one? <laughs> the other one. The Coca-Cola Company. <laughs> Not Nestle. That's chocolate. <laughs> Nestle. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, also, in February, um, Colour of Vengeance, I think, is the second book in... I'm holding up the first book here. Um, there's a the Tides of Bind series by Rob J. Hayes. Um, this is dark, grim. Trigger warnings for like violence and sex and like just bad shit. Like, so please be careful going into this. But this is a series of reading for um it's all about fantasy book club, and we are went to book two in February. The heresy within is book one. And it's fucking great. Spoiler alert. Um, and yeah, so we're reading that for us all about fantasy. Nice. And then for Mass Along, oh, sorry, the It's All About Fantasy Club is myself and Chelsea from Not So Secret Alcoholic that host this. Because self promo, so fucking good at that. Um, the Mass Along, the Mass Along, the next book is The Tower of Dawn, which is Kale's book. My favorite, Gem's favorite boy, um, my favorite of this day, of the series, and yes. um, for those doing the tandem read, obviously just continue with your tandem read. But for those of you not doing the tandem read, Tower of Dawn is our February book, um, and that is hosted by Smash from Ashley's Bookish Life, which is actually called Ash, but I call it Smash because I'm weird. We're all weird, yeah, right. we and all then call it Smash. it's. Tori from Scottish Lass reads because she does read, she's a lot of manga. Um, <laughs> and then finally, we have the Christopher Long, and that's hosted by myself and Chloe from Chloe's Persistent Bookworm. She's not called Chloe's Persistent Bookworm, Chloe from Persistent Bookworm. Um, we this, I'm going to tell you this is a bit weird. So, we've got your TV in February, but we've got the live show, the back end of February, ready for Empire of the Dam that comes out, that runs into March. Um, So it's kind of like a six weeks for EOTV and then like six weeks for the Empire of the Damned. So it is all on the Christopher Long analysis website. We don't have a website, we have a Twitter or an X, whatever you want to call it. Um, Twitter. And... <laughs> Twitter. Tweet, tweet. I'm not calling it X. Um, <laughs> X don't give it to you. Sorry, that's taking me back to the nineties. No. <laughs> I refuse. Do you know that song? Bring back, yeah, Christy. Bring back the bird. Release the bird. Free it from captivity. <laughs> Set it free. Feed bird. <laughs> Show me the bird. What did you do with it, Musk? You bastard. <laughs> He is the CEO of being a troll. Um, so yeah, those are the reading nervous. As always, I will link the cozy with a readathon Discord. Um, there are many, many a readathon going on all the time. Um, and yeah, so just Avaganda. Um at the discord for any of the ones that you might be interested in but those are the things that we're going to be doing 
slash take your part in slash watching slash whatever it is. Um, and now, my friend. Oh no! Um, we're gonna move on to current vibes. Oh lord! <laughs> I'll go first if you want. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Oh, let me have a think. Um, my current faves. Um, I think we're already aware of one of them, and it's the same fave that I think we also talked about last month, and that we talked about for the first half hour of this podcast. So I'm not going to go into it in too much detail, but I do just want to say it's not just the k-pop it's the friends as well so we've got mm. to know we saipan was already part of our friend group anyway but it's um getting to know more about saipan and including them in um and seeing them like totally getting grossed in all the k-pop yeah. funness um and meeting fee and sophie i say meeting we've only met them online and getting to know them that's been fun um but if we're gonna go book wise I'm trying to have a look at what I've read. Um, mm-hmm. uh, um, I would say The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy. Mm. I read that this month. Um, Meg says she classed up the fantasy romance. But it was a recommendation by Tori from my 12 books, 12 friends, 12 books, 12 poems, 12 friends thing that I do each year now. Um, and it's also a Meg and Chloe wreck because they both really enjoyed it. And I ate it up and I can't wait for the companion book to come out. Um, it's definitely a bit of me and I really enjoyed that. But I've also been enjoying. Um, Branching out into other, I say other authors. Speaking of which, Elizabeth Thomas. Yes, not as Elizabeth I know, James. Not Elizabeth James. Finally reading Rob J. Hayes because he has been on my radar forever. It feels like forever. Um, and just diving into different things, like broadening my horizons in the year of 2024. I think I've done that quite well. And looking at what I've read so far, um, I say I'm a fantasy girly, but what I've read so far this year, um, I have read uh, two, four, five fantasies, but I've read two science fiction, a cosy fantasy, fantasy romance, three science fiction actually, and um, a cosy mystery and a horror. So broadening my horizons, this time last year would have just been like fantasy all the way down. So nice. I'm enjoying just like branching out. And actually, Love the cozy, the cozy, the cozy fantasy that I read was also a cozy fantasy that was like slightly light horror. It's called, an, it was a necromancer called Gam Gam by Adam Holcomb. It was a novella that I read for the the Sphinx that I'm judging, um, and it's like a blend of genres. And because he doesn't know where to put it, it's kind of like a mix of like cozy fantasy, but it's like got a bit of a dark horror element to it and a mystery and it was just 
it's fun and like reading reading outside my comfort zone i'd say is something nice. i'm really clearly enjoying from the ratings i've been giving it to say that i gave a Cassie Claire books three and a half stars this month compared to some other things that I've read. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't a, a fan. <laughs> the fuck just just sat here and my game board for my TBR game just slid out by itself. It's in like one of those tubes. Just slid out. Scared the shit out of me. Got a ghost. ghost. <laughs> ghost. Um, so my favorite book that I've read this month is such an unme book. <laughs> like I, really? I don't think. Well, I just don't think that people would come to my channel and be like, "Oh, I bet that was her favorite book of the month." <laughs> it was like theoretically. <laughs> oh my god, Jen! I know. I'm shocked. Because, like, I read um, Such Sharp Teeth, and I also really liked that, but I, I gave it a four stars. Um, but, yeah, Love Theoretically, I gave five stars, and it's, like, my favourite Ali Hazelwood. And I do like Ali Hazelwood anyway. Um, but, yeah, this book has kind of weirdly entered my brain, and I really love it. I get, this is, like, the first Ali Hazelwood <laughs> I can see myself rereading, which I'm sure Becca would be stoked to hear i love it <laughs> is it this because is of nanami well listen there is there is that okay there is so somebody made the observation that this guy on the cover does look like nanami from jjk who is always literally i can he's always <laughs> just i can grab him at any time um i wish um <laughs> I love Nanami and someone made this observation and I was like oh that's funny so I kept like making the joke about it but then when I read it I was like this dude is so Nanami coded like what the fuck yeah <laughs> it messed with my head a message bit. message but, Alan like do you watch JJK <laughs> yeah I, I generally did say to Becca I was like do you think she's ever watched JJK because the first one was a Star Wars fanfic right so let, let me live let me live in my Delulu <laughs> This is a JJK. This is a JJK. <laughs> this is what it is. But there was so there was just something about his character, like that just kept he kept doing things that I was like, oh, that was a bit nanami coded. That was a bit nanami coded. And I've really been on like a nanami deep dive in my head recently for reasons. I did I spoke about it when I was um talking about the short story collection in my wrap-up and I accidentally like went on a fucking soliloquy about his relationship to Yuji and how important they are to each other as a father-son duo that they're not father and son but they basically are and there's just uh, yeah so I had a great time <laughs> with that book I had a great time with that book I really liked it and then I also started a new manga this month which I'm I'm excited for and it was uh this one which I can't say Oh my god, that looks stunning. So this is, I think it's pronounced Kimono Jian. This was a Ray wreck um, from the Discord. I mean, she'd wrecked it to me before the Discord, but this was um, for that video. And she said that I will know how to pronounce it once I get to watch the anime, which obviously I can't do yet because I'm still reading it. But it's really cool because it's basically about... Backwards. No, I don't do that. 
Once I've started the manga, I need to complete past the anime in the manga, and then I will pick it up. If I if I just start the anime, it's fine. But once I've picked up a manga, I'm like, well, well, this is the route we're going. We can't deviate now. <laughs> Hence why I still haven't watched season two of Tokyo Revengers. Although I think I've read enough that I can watch it now, which will make me cry because we will go through an arc that made me cry in the manga. So I will not cope with it in my face animated. I will not cope. <laughs> I'm going to be a mess. Anyway, so this is like about um, this kid called okay well it doesn't say his name on the back and i can't remember it but there's it's this this lad on the front and he's like lives in this rural village and he's treated like a piece of shit like they treat him like he's a monster and he lives with his aunt and his cousin because like his parents like abandoned him and uh everyone just yeah treats him like a monster he's totally shunned but then all these creatures are like dying in really weird circumstances all these animals dying in these really weird circumstances and this guy turns up and he is from a monster detective agency and oh my god i'm down it's so good so this is the guy that turns up this guy oh here oh my god um and then yeah he kind of like does stuff <laughs> yeah it's really hard to talk about without spoilers and i was like literally just second guessing what i just showed whether that was a spoiler but i think it was okay because no one knows no we're we're good we're good we're good we're good i was Nobody just showing you space but yeah and then it's just kind of like learning what's going on and there's a monster detective agency and i'm literally one volume in and i was like this is gonna be so good i already bought volume two because of course i did course how I did. many volumes are out already pass <laughs> <laughs> um I think, oh actually i actually might know that <clears throat> Hold on, caller. Let me get my book out. My my Janelle. I'm pretty sure I put it in the Janelle. The Journal. Whilst gems. Just play some hold music. Well, no, we're not. We're gonna we're gonna talk about what I did last night. You oh, know God, what I we? did last night. Um, <laughs> I... Eleven. Or there will be there's there's more than eleven. I think there's like twenty in total. But there's there will be eleven out this year, I believe, so far. Um last night I started designing my K pop binder, my photo card binder, and um I printed off too many photos of Bang Chan and I was like, What do I do with my additional photo of Bang Chan? So I made a bookmark. <laughs> it's very pretty. That now goes in my <laughs> in my journal. In my journal, you made me think about my journal. And he <laughs> sits in the page where I have to write my page count every day. Nice. And he just and I sit down beside my computer daughter. So he's my, always uh, with you. He is my channy. <laughs> I was going to say something else as well. Um, Jem doesn't know this, but congratulations are in order because you hit one king. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. 
I've been uh I've been too scared to say anything. Like I haven't mentioned it. Um because I've been waiting for it to go back to <laughs> It's been like that for like um since Saturday and I've I've just basically just been waiting for it to go back under a thousand again. I thought if you say if you make a big deal out of it and then it goes back to like nine nine nine, you're gonna like such a dick, just don't say anything. <laughs> so I well, haven't said it's yet, out there but... now. Yeah. No, I really um yeah, I, I got a little bit emotional when it happened because I was like, oh, this has been like a goal and it's it's kind of nice to reach a goal. But um, yeah, it's exciting. So proud of you. <laughs> oh, thanks, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Making you feel uncomfortable now. Oh, I'm going to blush. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, was, it is nice. It is nice, like, because now, like, next to my name, it just says 1K and it's just, like, wild. Like, like what do you mean? What do but you yeah. mean? What do you mean? But yeah, so um, yes, I did the thing. I did the thing. The thing that I I had set out to do. I did the thing. <laughs> You're proud of you doing the thing. Oh, thanks. Um, I'm actually blushing. So wanna... <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think is that all we do for the podcast? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think we covered we should, all our bases. We should really write a schedule after doing this for nearly two years, but do it. <laughs> no. 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 We rock up, we spout shit, we fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what we will say, though, is if you are watching this, down in the corner, there is a new logo. You will have seen a new logo on the socials as well. It was Obsessed. done by the amazing Art by Tore. Tone, even. Art by Tone. Um, she's over on Instagram. She is like highly requested, and I've been wanting this for the podcast for ages. And I mentioned it to Jem like six months ago. Like at some point, yeah. we should get one of these. Um, and I kept messaging her every month. I'm like, because she was in lives in a different time zone. When she opens the commissions, by the time I've seen it on her story, the commissions are full oh, because yeah. it's when we're asleep. So she messaged me. I messaged like two or three times, two months in a row. Um, and she's like, what I'll do is I'll put you on my January list now um, and I'll contact you, you know, when we get when I get down to you on the list, um, if I can fit you in in January. And then I got a message. She was like, so, about this commission? And I was like, bang! So, in true Lisa and Gem style, like Jem's holding the microphone because she has a better mic than me, but <laughs> she's also holding an Attack on Titan manga, wearing a scout hoodie. Whereas I, I'm holding, <laughs> where I am holding my favorite book of 2023, which is The Ascendant by Michael R. Miller. If you haven't read it, get to read it. Boyish Dragon, progression fantasy, YA, stunning blind dragon, adorable called Ash. Um, and I'm holding a cup of biscuit tea in my witchy mug, which is just, she's done such a good job. And I'm also wearing Demon Slayer hoodie, which I do now own, because I did actually buy it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was just super excited. She's not that expensive. And she did, she said it'd be about 10 days and it was done in about four. So, honestly, if you want any commission work done, I will also leave her links below. Um, her Instagram is the way to book her 
she asked the more specific things like everything down to like length of hair eye color like what stuff we liked what position we wanted to be in what background we wanted i sent her a copy of the color of our background and she made sure that the background matched the color of the podcast background and like she was honestly just so easy to work with and would highly highly recommend because it looks fucking amazing very so happy so happy um but yeah next month we will be talking just (laughs) we'll we'll just be (laughs) where is this this month we've been totally silent (laughs) (laughs) two hours and 20 minutes of nothing but white noise (laughs) oh my god um what i mean is there's no chatty one it's a chatty one one. what the topic is we know but we haven't asked the person to be on yet so we're not gonna say who we like because it might not turn out it might not be (laughs) (laughs) they're not available it might be something different we'll have to think something (laughs) else because we we planned this shit but to be fair we planned last year and everything went to shit so we're yeah. just gonna wing it this year, I think. Also, not 20, wing it, but 2024 is definitely like the take the go with the flow year, just go in with general. The yeah, 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 I think so. Because if we because Catherine House wasn't a planned book, not really, it was picked off a good read list and it was five stars for both of us, so we'll just keep that momentum up. But I, I saw Chloe say that there's a, another Paul Tremblay book out this year. Mm. I'm gonna be snapping that one up. <laughs> yeah, boy. Get in my basket. Um, <laughs> but thank you very much for watching, listening, joining, engaging. Whatever you're doing. <laughs> what are you doing? Some kind of twerking. This <laughs> is really strange. <laughs> It's a very strange way to end the podcast with a twerk. I was just doing... That's not a twerk. Like an Egyptian... You were doing this to start with, so I thought you were twerking in your seat. I was doing this. <laughs> anyway, we are so normal. Come and join us again next month for more normalness. <laughs> All of the normalness. All of the normalness. Thanks for watching, guys. We love you lots. Bye. Bye.